Welcome to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we are here on this chilly but wintry Saturday. Don't even freak out about the snow on the ground. When I walked in this morning, I could feel that warm. I could feel the air had a little lilt of warmness. I think by the afternoon, it's all going to be gone. I'm ready for it. Are you? Are you ready yes. for the full snow? You know, if the ski areas can get open before Thanksgiving, I think that's incredible. Yeah, you're a They're skier, making so snow that's your thing. And- Yes. I don't care either way. Like now that we're done with Halloween, it's fine. Bring it on. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, when we're in, well, we're, it's going to be weird. I was thinking about this. I have an office in downtown Minneapolis that is pretty much going to be right on the, in it or sides of the Super Bowl madness. Oh, yeah. So they just were releasing some information like between January 19th and February, blah, blah, blah all these streets are going to be closed. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go to my office for pretty much a month. But I was thinking it'll be weird because we'll have something in like that January, February timeframe to look forward to. Yeah. That will be something fun that's happening throughout our entire cities. Yeah. Won't that be weird? Yeah, I know. And fun? Yeah. And they do say they would love you for to please go to work. <laughs> like, don't avoid the downtown. The council and the uh, the host committee is saying, you know, they don't want it to look like we're like a ghost town to all the visitors. So don't be afraid. Get into the mix. Yeah. It's and not going to be once, that hard. Once everything gets like yeah. published and we know what routes that we can navigate and it'll all work out. But it's kind of fun. Um, what'd you eat this week? Um, what Yummy did stuff. I eat this week? You did TV this week. Uh, I do TV every Friday. What did you do on your TV show? I just talked about the stuff we're going to talk about today. Okay. It's like dual <laughs> prep. Yeah. So, you know, you're of course, on KMSP every Friday, every Friday, uh, Fox nine at nine 30 ish on the buzz. Uh, yeah, we did. We just talked about all like everybody's getting like, this is it kids. And this is why today is our Thanksgiving prep show because really, I mean, the pressure's on, we're under two weeks and we have a lot I mean, the dates are kind of creeping up. Yes. I ordered my turkey yesterday. I popped into Harvest Moon Co-op and I ordered my Ferndale, an 18 to 20 pounder. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm in. I, uh, again, we talked last week about my sister is having the feast. So we've sort of split duties and she's not a foodie. So she's like, ah, oh, God, if you need to order your organic turkey, just go right ahead. Do it. Just bring it over. Yeah, <laughs> so do it. We're going to actually have John Peterson from Ferndale, Ferndale Farms today. And he's going to talk turkey with us. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be great. And of course, there's, you know, the pie situation. There's so much stuff. I have a full stack of magazines. Can you, okay, I... So when we did our cookbook exchange, yeah. there was a cookbook. There were two cookbooks that Stephanie left with that I know of. One was meat. Yeah. One was a vintage meat cookbook. <laughs> Which just the pictures. It's just the design for me. Of it's, the vintage meats. design. Were, were incredible. Ugh. Just these big red sinewy meaty shanks. Yeah. And they were in this like weird day glow color from the 1960s, 1970s. But the other book, that came from Nancy Noe's stack from the Pioneer Press that she brought to my house to donate. And it's a pie book, and it looked really pretty. And I'll be honest with you, I thought about keeping it. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I'm not really the pie maker in the house, Curtis, so we probably wouldn't use it. So I put it to the swap, and you ended up with it. Yeah, it's called Lomolino's Pies by Linda Lomolino. And I'll put a little link up to it because it is literally one of those most gorgeous things. But I thought, well, I'm going to give this to my daughter because Megan makes pies. Yeah. And But in the meantime, I'm looking at it, and I was paging through it, and it's just spectacular. Peach pie with cognac. 
Yeah. I mean, not only have just you ever made a, they, a real peach pie with like real peaches. No, I'm not a pie. I don't make pies as much as I make cakes or things like that. Okay, we made a real peach pie and we worked really hard at these Colorado peaches and getting the skins off. And I have to say, I loved I love Colorado peaches, but putting them in a pie is a waste of time, energy, and money hmm. because they're super expensive. They're delicious peaches on their own because they're so juicy. And you put them in a pie and they just kind of end up tasting like Del Monte peaches. Well, I mean, maybe I wouldn't use the. Yeah, I don't think that uh, every yeah, it's fruit not the, is meant to be a pie no, fruit. And that was what I discovered. Okay. I was like, well, okay. I guess I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would spend the money on those to do that. No. I wouldn't use Del Monte, but I would use just regular peaches. Some, yeah. Yeah. It just, it was, peaches. Because when you do, they talk about, you know, I mean, there's certain apples that are good for apple pie. You don't just take all the apples and put them in a pie. Do you when you're, well, you don't make apple pie, but if you were going to make an apple pie, would you use the Granny Smith? No, I use Harrelson's if okay. I can, because I think Harrelson's and I don't make apple pie, but I make apple crisps and I make buckles and yep. all that kind of stuff. So here's one that I thought that was interesting sounding too, though. Plum pie with pistachios, rum and vanilla. Yum. Like, I don't make a plum pie. I don't, I make I don't think a lot I've of plum ever stuff. made a, Do you? Plum yeah, my filling. husband and his mom really like plums. I thought that was good. They have a rhubarb slab pie. Here's one I want to show you, though. Okay. Cinnamon love... roll pie with apples. Did I already show this? No. It's gorgeous. It's like a little <laughs> cinnamon roll topping, but not in that tasty video over the top crazy way, you know, oh, that yeah. you see. But this was, it's just a beautiful kind of elegant little thing. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm really impressed with this book. So if you're, I think one of the things I want to do this year Forced berry crumble pie. I think I want to give people the gift of like a book, a really beautiful, good, useful book, along with an instrument or like I would get like this with like a pie bird or maybe a pie tin, you know, a pie plate kind right. of thing. A pie bird being the thing that you use to venture pie. Yeah. So I don't know. I was excited by that. I really like that. And of course, I'm thinking about pies, but I'm not going to make any pies. I I will say that for me, if I'm going to make the feast, I'm going to be the one who's controlling all the mains. I kind of say, you know what? Dessert is up to you guys. Yeah. And I literally stop at the end of the like the once the meal is on the table and I've hit the coffee button, you know, to start brewing and stuff, then I'm I literally sit there for the rest <laughs> of the night and then I'll get up to kind of, you know, do put the coffee into the place, but like everybody is on desserts. That's how I feel. Um we actually will be making a pie, but I think we'll probably make a tart. Yeah. Um we like pecan pie at Thanksgiving yeah. with pumpkin. We usually have two and um, someone's going to bring a French silk, I think, for the kids. But there, we have this tart pan that's square yeah. that really works well for this because you can get like a perfect square that's not too much, not too little, almost like a bar. And then you can still have a full piece of pie. I want to know why slab pies haven't been brought to my house. You really, I you and I obsess the over the slab pies because A, they look super good. Yeah. These are the big pies that are made in like a sheet pan. Yeah. That Martha Stewart. It's a bar. It's every basically 4th of July, a pie bar. Yeah, she has like the best blueberry slab pie it'll yeah. look so good yeah um i love that hey let's talk about the what wolf's gal put on there are she oh, yes last night this was interesting so i went to red cow in st paul which is my friday night spot and went and what i love about red cow one of the things they do is they split if you like are going to split a burger they'll split it for you which i love and then we ordered last night fish fry and it came with like one piece in my husband's basket, one piece in my basket, my fries split. I was so, I just think that is like really high service when someone splits your food for you, when they know you're splitting. I, that I have such a problem with, I mean, only because there's something. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. But let's talk about it, that it is 
It is a it is a service, but it has to be a service that is they have to ask you. Well, I didn't want them to ask me. I was you just don't? glad they did it. You're just think they're just assuming it. I told them we're so you splitting told this. them you split this, okay. but I didn't say can you split it. No, you said we're no. I I'm, just no, no, when no. I ordered, said I don't want we're you splitting. to ask. I want them to ask you. I want them to say, would you like that on separate plates, or would you like that as one? Because I don't. Someone split a burger. For, we were. I was like, oh, we're splitting this burger, and they cut it in half. I'm sorry. I would be thrilled if that happened. Really? Because your burger sat in the window, split in half. So the insides were all exposed to the air and were getting older as they were waiting for the other stuff to come up. I get it. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. They split it for me. They ruined the quality of it, though. (laughs) I don't know if it's. I mean, yeah, if, I guess your food sat in the window, but yeah. I don't think at Red Cow my food sits in the window. No, I'm not talking about Red Cow at all. Yeah. No, I, no, for me, it was it's I get that. I, and I just saying that for me, that is you a, don't want someone to split your food. I don't I don't. And I mean, they, unless you ask, unless I unless they ask me and I say yes. Oh, I love a split. Like if I get a salad. Well, a and salad you split is it, hooray. A, a salad, a split salad. I would understand because that's something that's like many pieces already. But something that is an, a composed dish. And so your fish and chips, I could see that but also then here's something else i think there's something of some things when they're split and they come on their separate things they look so much smaller and you know yeah they kind of look like mm. you yeah know, like, like an oh, eggs benedict would chip. split if you had the english muffin great but if you had to cut the poached egg yeah yeah that's what i'm saying you're ruining the presentation of the dish by doing it and maybe like let me ruin it sandwiches are easy to split yeah, or... sandwich, yeah something like a cold sandwich that already is cut in half Great. Put it on two chopper plates. But that's interesting. It's just when you ruin the presentation of a dish. I have a problem. So this is how this show rolls, people. Those of you that listen, <laughs> we don't always agree, but we come to the other side of it. If you want to weigh in on whether you want something split or not split at the end of every hour, the first hour, we do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. And you could call in 651-641-1071. It is the Thanksgiving show today, and we want to get your feedback, your questions. Uh, we'll basically be taking your calls all throughout the show if you have them as we're doing segments. We've got um, some cheese talk today. We're going to talk turkey with our friends at Ferndale Farms. We're going to talk uh, Thanksgiving sides. Hey, you guys, if some of you who have asked me about that cheese we talked about, Rush Creek Reserve, we're talking about that next. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thanks to Red Cow or Red Rabbit, who we just talked about. And if you're go a brunch, if you're having brunch over the holidays, that'd be a great place to go. And also our friends at El Burrito Mercado, if you want to do something different for Thanksgiving, pick up a bag of tamales. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are here on this lovely uh, Saturday morning talking a little bit of Thanksgiving prep. And one of the things that I think that is important about Thanksgiving uh, is to not panic. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're doing this show a couple weeks out, I think. And one of the things I think is a way to not panic is to know your stuff. And someone who knows his stuff is Ben Roberts, who is back with us from... Do you go Benjamin or do you go Ben? Benjamin is great. Benjamin. Benjamin Roberts from France 44. Um, A lot of you have called because we talked with Benjamin about Rush Creek Reserve... And I'm happy to tell you there's some in the studio right now. Yeah, this is the cheese that we've been, we've talked a lot about it, it seems like, this year already. It's the cheese that comes in the white birch bark rind. It's a seasonal holiday cheese, and it's an awesome gift. Yeah, it is. But it's also good, I think, for for me, this is a good, like, stop before thing. I Like, I think the, the, the quandary of what do you put out before the big feast, because you don't want people to fill up, you don't want them to eat too much stuff, right? So what do you think about that? Well, you know, the fun irony of all of this is that I have two small children and we're always um, 
It's our job, of course, to bring cheese to my brother's of house. Of course. And because I have two small children, I'm always late. <laughs> and so we're, you know, everybody's sort of waiting for this cheese, cheese to arrive. But the good news there is it gives it extra time to be out at room temperature right. um, before we eat it. So I think that's step one in, in not panicking is just, just plan ahead it's a plain. little bit. Yeah. Uh, we can't encourage people enough to come next week for their Thanksgiving cheese instead of the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, right. you know, <laughs> right. Plan ahead, especially if you want something like Rush Creek, which we got twice our allocation this year as we had last year, but mm-hmm. it's still a really limited item for us. Yes. You know, and we know this cheesemaker well. He comes and visits us every year. He's going to be with us in December. So this is Andy Hatch. This is Andy Hatch from Uplands Dairy. He's a he's a good friend. He, he sleeps on our guest futon when he comes to town. <laughs> Cheesemakers are a fun bunch. Yeah, he's great. Um, and so we just, we don't have a lot. And so we encourage people to pre-order, to come early, to come often. Yeah. So we get two shipments of this cheese, one for Thanksgiving and then another one before Christmas time. Okay, good. And that's it. And he makes, um, 450 wheels a day. Yeah. By hand, you guys. By hand. Last himself. Two years ago, he made it all himself this year. I think he had a little bit of help, but I mean, they're little cheeses. They're not. um, Andy Hatch elves. They are. They are. He was. Um, And it's. It's a wondrous cheese because it's raw milk and it's aged just barely 60 days and then shipped straight from his farm uh, to us. No distributor, no middle guy, just from the farm to us. Often the ones in December, he drives up himself uh, and hand delivers to us. That is crazy. Um, and no one, no one's doing a raw milk, uh, unpasteurized cheese like this aged it's so beautiful. young. And yeah, and it's beautiful and it's delicious and it's milky and it's, it's kind of a life changing thing. Tell people how to serve it because that's a big thing. So this is a spruce bark. Wrapped cheese. So this is in the tradition of um, Vacheron Montdor, which is a really famous um, Swiss or French cheese that can't be imported here because it's raw milk and it's aged under 60 days. Yeah. So that's not legal here in the United States. Um, so wrapped in, spru- wrapped in spruce, you don't want to cut through the spruce. That's just a no-no. It's got a, a rind on top. You actually want to, as I've done today, cut back the rind a little bit, peel it away, and it reveals this ooey, gooey, oh. delicious Cheese, it's almost like an instant fondue. It kind of is. It's kind of like a little fondue sitting there that's not, you know, that you don't have to do anything but cut the top off. Yeah. You know? And you just d- dig in with your like honk of bread yeah. or your cracker yeah. or like. Or a spoon. A spoon. Yeah. I find myself eating the whole thing myself. Yeah. I yeah. really do. It kind of tastes, and I'm not a cheese person, so I'm trying as hard as I can here, but it's like a brie. In terms of its um, texture, but it's way creamier, and it just has this sort of beautiful... I wouldn't call it a brie. I'd say more of a camembert. You know what I mean? I think you're thinking like a soft, creamy cheese, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, And I think it's got like a butteriness to it, and obviously has a grassiness, which I think is... Yeah. I mean, and he's using his um, fall milk for it. This isn't milk that's suitable for making his other cheese, which he makes year-round. So it used to be that when that was over when the Pleasant Ridge season was over he would not do anything and now he's using that cheese that milk to make this cheese yeah and it's perfect and so yeah you get a little bit of woodsiness from the bark that's wrapped around it other than that it's just milky and creamy and yeah. a guilty pleasure it is so and your your friends will look at it and be like I don't know how do I do this just you know what get in there's no wrong way to do it this, you know, is, basically. this is the thing with, art, with artisan cheese if people don't have a lot of experience they again you know they get anxious they panic yeah there's no right or wrong way to do these things if you decide you want to eat the spruce good on you more fiber that's yeah. fine um i asked i was like are we supposed to eat this part i never yeah. know if you're supposed to eat the rind 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, the rind is it's one of those things where it's, you know, I mean, it's I think it's a matter of choice. I tend to eat the rind Personal more preference. often than not. But yeah. I mean, there are rinds that I wouldn't eat, too. Well, we have one today that I yeah. brought that's wax. Yeah. So, so you're I mean, not it's gonna... cool. If you like wax, <laughs> dig in the wax. I mean, I'm, you know, you yeah. do you. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's talk about the Comte. OK, so the other cheese we've got today is um, the Comte Sages. So we carry Comte. This is I've been to the, the fort in uh, the Jura region of France where they age these wheels of cheese. It's amazing. They've got cheese robots, flipping wheels of cheese. There's 100,000 <laughs> wheels in this old fort. It's just it's bonkers. And so every year, the best of the best um, get selected to be aged belong beyond the normal age profile. So normally we get 15 months. This is two years doesn't necessarily mean it's better it just in this case it it is because they're finding ones that are sturdy and hearty and delicious and it is toasty and a little bit sweet oh. and it's a great melting cheese and i mean there's just nothing that this cheese can't do we get six wheels only it's um cheese being thrown We're around the studio cheese. here cheese. Um, it's yeah. really highly allocated they actually write the name of our shop down in a handwritten You're ledger in me. france i mean it's so very french it's very ridiculous but yeah. like they want to know where their wheels of cheese uh are going and so we get, we beg and plead for more every year we're still stuck at six so hopefully really? next year we'll and try is, we'll get is more Comte the name of the cheese yep. or the name yep. like so i come to your place and that's how i order it that's it and so there are you know this is one of those cheeses um that is uh protected by government regulation so right. you cannot you know decide to make comte in another region of france you have to make it in a certain way with a certain breed of cow in a certain style done in a certain way um Otherwise, you cannot call it Comte. Right. And so if someone says, oh, this is a Comte from England, it's like, well, that's not Comte. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So um, that's great. And so, yeah, it's really, it's it's my favorite cheese. And, and that's the one I think that is such a good thing on a, on a cheese plate because it's a little unexpected and people don't necessarily know what it is. But, but yes, it, it's it, really mellow. It's like it's not going to shock you. Accessible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the same family as Gruyere. Everybody knows yeah. or most people know what Gruyere is. Um, it's a little bit mellower, um, a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard cheese. I mean, or it's a, it's a, what do we call it? A semi-hard or is that a hard cheese? Hard cheese. It's a hard sure. cheese. And they're, you know, they're 80 pound wheels. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're, they're big guys. Yeah. You don't have to buy an 80 pound wheel. No, We're I mean, just if, saying get if, a slice. If you can, we'll take your $3,000. That's totally fine. We're happy to just get it can over you, with all at once. Right, right. Let's just make it, make the deal. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. But I think this is a great one. What would you pair? What other cheese would go well with this on a board? Okay. So the last cheese that we oh, yeah, brought. Yeah. Uh, our other super duper special and again right. highly allocated. So these are again, these are all highly allocated. Um when Does they're gone. Highly they're gone. allocated mean more expensive. Uh in we're this talking case, with Ben from France forty four <laughs> cheese. Benjamin. Benjamin, sorry. France forty four cheese shop. Um in this case the they, they are a little bit more expensive. It's not always the case, highly allocated, but in this mm-hmm. case they are because they've been aged longer. So the mm-hmm. longer you age something the longer it takes the producer to realize their investment on their milk, right? So they've been sitting on money for a long time. They've also been losing weight in the form of moisture, moisture. Um, evaporating. Mm-hmm. And so they tend to charge more for older cheeses. Yeah. And so this Black Betty here is uh, a goat Gouda. It is so the extra aged version of the Brabender Gouda that we carry year round. This is our most sought after cheese in the shop. You guys, this is spectacular. Um, we get people asking the for this all is? year round. Yeah, the, and it's a goat gouda, so it's a goat cheese at that. So people who are are feel for, fearful of goat cheese come back for this cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, we got twenty five oh. wheels of this this yeah. year, up from eighteen last year. So we're really excited. They're about uh, twenty pounds each. How come some cheese has that like crystallized little? 
crunch you know, to it. Yeah, that's what it has in there. It's delicious. Yeah. Combination it's of age, age. and um, Yum. chemical reactions. And that's the Gouda the short thing. Answer. Is, what's the name of that one again before we break? So this is the Black Betty Gouda from the Netherlands. Oh, Black Betty. Yeah. Ram, ram. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for singing it so I didn't it. have to. I really appreciate <laughs> you singing it so I didn't have to. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so we can get all this at France 44. France 44, St. Paul Cheese. St. Paul Cheese Shop. They're available now, hopefully, for sure, through Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But we will run out of most of these by Christmas time, especially that Black Betty will be gone. It will be gone. Yes, it and will be gone. The Rush Creek, is it is it in stores now? It is in stores now. We, we had some pre-orders. We do have some... Uh, extra wheels available beyond and then we'll be out for Thanksgiving. Then we'll get a new batch again with pre-orders, extra wheels for Christmas time. And then again, last year they were sold out the week, you know, a week before Christmas. So, and don't forget you guys, you can go to France 44. You can go to the liquor store right next door, buy a bottle of wine, walk it over to the cheese shop and say, Hey, I need like a whole cheese program around this bottle of wine. Cause I have a case coming. So think about that. Buy a couple of bottles, Go to the cheesemongers, tell them what you're drinking or what you're thinking of. They are the pros and they will help you out. All right. Thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. We're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Weekly Dish, presented by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and El Burrito Mercado. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. We are here with John Peterson from Ferndale Market and Ferndale Farms. John, you were going to be on, uh, I think, I, I was going to come to the farm a couple weeks ago around like the th- Halloween but I got an email like, oh, sorry, you can't come. We have to get the turkeys inside. It's snowing. We got that first surprise snowfall uh, in late October. And uh, if you think people don't like snow, turkeys like it even less. Okay. So have you, did you have to bring them in again then yesterday? Yeah. So actually by now, <laughs> by now we're getting ready to bring them all in because Thanksgiving is coming very quickly. Okay. And, <laughs> oh, Two weeks! And that means that your favorites might make it onto a dining room table if we're all lucky, right? Yes, we will call that preparing for the Thanksgiving meal. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're mm-hmm. preparing. Tell me a little bit about your farm. Absolutely. So our, our farm has actually been around for almost 80 years, and in my family the whole time, I'm the third generation, so there's tremendous pride in continuing the tradition. And uh, really, the tradition for us is doing things a little bit differently than most other farms. We still grow our turkeys free-range, so they're outdoors like you would have seen if we hadn't had a snow day. And can I just, like, there's the idea of free-range where someone opens a, you know, one-by-two-foot door and says, here, turkeys, you can go outside if you want to, wink, wink. Or there's like your turkeys that are literally running around on the range. Absolutely, I couldn't. I couldn't have asked you to script that question any better because I do think there's a lot of misperception around what free range looks like, and I would like to believe that ours is the real deal. Ours where they eat like what, worms and grubs out of the ground and run. Definitely during the peak summer months, they're completely out on range. There isn't a barn to go back into. We're moving them every weekend to fresh pasture. Um, so it, it is a true free range environment. I love that. And you also, in addition to having the turkeys, you have a market there too. Tell us about your market. We do indeed. Yes. Yeah. So we've, we've had the farm for almost 80 years. The market has been around for almost 10. Um, and we really like this idea of being able to bring people right to the source of their food, uh, right to the farm. So during the peak summer months, you can see our birds out on, out on range right in front of the store. Um, so of course we carry our own turkey products, but also local foods from about 75 other local farmers and food producers. I know Salad Girl Salad Dressing, who advertises on this program. She's down in your market. She is a great um, partner. 
When you talk about turkey products, what other types of turkey products do you have besides the traditional Thanksgiving turkey that people can order? We have a couple that we're uh, munching on here in studio. Um, <laughs> I might be Stephanie, making little sandwiches. She's making sandwiches with the cheese with that was left. And by, cheese. Yeah. So, of course, this time of year, everybody's thinking about the whole Thanksgiving turkey. But really, year-round, um, a lot of our interest is in uh, products like our smoked turkey breast mm-hmm. that I brought here today. It's Ugh. one of our most popular yep. items, um, a good, clean, natural hardwood smoke. Um, very different than the lunch meats that we're used to seeing uh, yes. out in the world. Um, I also brought some turkey snack sticks. Our pepper jack turkey snack stick is one of our most popular year-round items. And then things like ground turkey and turkey breasts and uh, and some of those things that people might be a little more familiar with using uh, 12 months a year. Do most people come down to the farm and pick their turkey and do it that way? Or do they call you and order it? Or I know like France 44 was just saying that they have turkeys at their market that you can buy there too. Definitely. So you have plenty of options. We would love to have folks come down uh, down to Cannon Falls. And you're Falls. in Cannon Falls, right by the bike trail down there. Exactly. Yep. Just 45 minutes to an hour uh, south of the Twin Cities. So, of course, folks are welcome to come see us. Um, but we do have a great mix of retail partners here in the Twin Cities, France 44 being one of them. Um, all of the Kowalski stores, all of the Twin Cities natural food co-ops. Um, and we do have a locator on our website. So if you check out our website, um, you can find a store near you uh, carrying both our fresh and frozen turkeys. I think that doing, okay, going to Turkey Fest, which you guys are doing next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, is that it? Saturday and Sunday, yep. 18th and 19th. I think going down for Turkey Fest and being a part of that whole thing kind of creates a really cool tradition for a lot of people. Like as part of Thanksgiving being a part of the tradition, knowing and seeing where your turkey comes from. You know, kind of meeting a whole bunch of other local purveyors and picking up stuff for the meal. It's kind of a big, fun thing. It's, I mean, and it's a little quick drive. It's not that far. Definitely. And I, I think you're right. It, um, of course, is about the turkey for us. The, you know, the turkey is the focal point. But we do invite in so many of our other local food partners. So we'll have, you know, fresh made pies and delicious cheeses yes. like we've been talking about. Um, a good mix of, of local foods to fill the holiday table. I really love the texture of the turkey. You know how... It's it's got a chew to it, but it's not like just falling apart. Do you know what I mean, Stephanie? Like some turkey, when you get it, the texture is just weird. It's mm-hmm. too mushy almost. Mm-hmm. This is really lovely, beautiful turkey. One of the things that you guys do too that I think is really good and smart, and as a as a tip for a home cook who's you know thinking about doing her turkey or his or her turkey, you guys also sell bone in uh, turkey breasts, just the turkey breasts, and you can go and you if you're like someone ran into me at Starbucks the other day and said ah, it's not enough, I don't know what to do, and I said just get some extra breasts, like because that's the part that you want for sandwiches anyway, you know, and you want that for later. So do a full turkey, but then also get some bone in breasts. There's no there's and you guys. Have that all set up and ready for people. Definitely. And the other thing worth mentioning is that not only do we have the turkey breast, but we have a whole range of sizes. So you can imagine at Thanksgiving, nobody just wants any old turkey. Right. Um, they know the exact size bird that they're looking for based on the, the guests that they're going to have. Yeah. So we try to have anywhere from 10 up to about 25 pounds. And uh, I How should... many pounds is it per person? We, we... Depends on how your people eat. Keith Marler told me the other day that he gets a 20 pound bird for four people. Okay, yeah. that's just weird. <laughs> that's, always, that's always one of the things that makes us laugh during the Thanksgiving yeah. season because we recommend anywhere from a pound to a pound and a half per person. Okay, and yeah. that should allow um, some leftovers. Yeah. But uh, we always chuckle about the folks that come in and they say, well, I'm only having five people, but I want a 20 pound bird. Um, we want to make sure we have leftovers. Well, that's four pounds per person. <laughs> yeah. so you can be, You're going to you know, have a lot so, of leftovers. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
And we are doing our reservation process now. So um, for folks that are going to come down to the farm to pick up a turkey, we'd suggest you go to our website um, and reserve your bird so we know which size you're looking for and which day you'll come. And then uh, all of our retail partners have different uh, a different process for reserving birds. So you should call your co-op or Kowalski's or France 44 um, yep. to reserve your bird at those stores as well. I got to circle that I want an 18 to 20 pounder on my little form at my co-op. And so, and every year they know they're like, you got to hold the bigger one for March because like I come in, I'm like, do I, did I get the biggest one that you got? You know? And they're like, yes, we have it. We the biggest it. one. How do you, and okay. So I'm just curious how your family does Thanksgiving because you've worked super hard. Do you not do a Thanksgiving meal? And then do you come back to it later when you've all had a little relaxation time? Yeah, it sounds like you've uh, you've had some insight into our family. We no, but I'm just like, I can imagine by the She's time the onslaught is over, you're just like, oh, yeah, we don't want to see each other for a couple days and we need some rest. Yeah, we still see each other. Um, we're happy to see each other, um, but but we take it very easy on Thanksgiving Day. Um, but yeah, then the weekend after, we'll usually, uh, usually do a, a true Thanksgiving dinner once we've had a little bit of time to recuperate from the big push to get to the finish line. We're talking to John Peterson from Ferndale Farms and Ferndale Market. How do you do you cook the turkey or how does the person in your family cook your turkey when you actually sit down to eat it? Yeah, we do. We do it a few different ways. If I do it, I'll just roast it pretty traditionally um, in an oven. My my dad and the tradition that I grew up with um, was always putting it on a grill. Um, he loves to do a turkey on a Weber grill. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize what a great option that can be for Thanksgiving because you free up the oven. Yeah, low and slow to do everything mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, get get good flavor. All right. I love that. I know. I'm just too scared of the grill right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's like out of my control. It's outside. You know, I have that whole issue. So Some people do green egg turkeys, too, which are smoked and oh, yeah. really can be wonderful. Totally. Um, when, when people are thinking about their turkeys, why wouldn't someone get... A, a turkey from a farm. I mean, aren't you just like, why well, wouldn't you do it? Is it what's people? The are, I mean, people need people. You have to remember that, you know, this is a food show. So obviously we have food centric people, but there's other people who are like, oh, I forgot. I got to do something. You know what? I've just decided, fine, I'll do things or I'll have, you know, and there's maybe like two or three people. And so right. they run to the store and they just grab the first one they see. Do you guys do any kind of prepared um, meal that people can purchase already done? We don't do a full prepared meal. Um, some of the stores that we work with will use our turkey as a as a piece of a. L- Lunds and Barley's is using your turkey as part of their meal center. Yeah, their that's good meal. to know. Yeah, people yeah. that want well, wholesome turkeys. Definitely, and we do offer some. Like we do a whole smoked turkey um, that's similar to mm-hmm. the turkey breast that we're that we're sampling here. So that's a fully cooked, ready to go. I I think that. You may be intimidated by the grill, Stephanie. A lot of people are intimidated by the oven and uh, don't don't want to roast a right. whole turkey. Yeah. Um, it's scary. You do it once a year and the in-laws are there and there's all this pressure. Yeah. So we do, you know, fully cooked smoked turkeys mm-hmm. where all you have to do is warm it up and uh, get great, great turkey flavor. And fresh and frozen, don't worry about that. I know a lot of people are like, well, fresh is so much better than frozen. It's There is no difference. Really what we're talking about is that's just your prep time. That's just a lead. You right. know, if you get frozen, it has to, it's maybe something that you want to keep in your freezer before or you know or or thought differently but like it's it's okay frozen is nothing bad all right it is turkey fest it is next weekend the 18th and the 19th and you can order turkeys now but if you're interested in going down that would be a fun time to do it thanks for being on the show absolutely thank you both for having me yes enjoy happy thanksgiving Uh, Ferndale market ferndale farms thanks for being on the program today we're going to take a break you're listening to the weekly dish welcome back to the weekly dish I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph Merch. And we are here for the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Let's do it. 
It is 651-641-1071 is our phone number here. If you've got questions that you want to ask us about the feast, feel free to call in. We'll take your calls live. We also have the Twitters at uh, Stephanie's Dish and at Steph March. We also um, can be reached via email, and that is through our show page on MyTalk1071. So you can give us any of your questions. Steph, some questions have come in, so let me just get to the questions. Let's do it. Um, And you can ask us about Thanksgiving. You can ask us about restaurants. You can ask us about, you know, any uh, etiquettes, any fun things, or you can give us recommendations, whatever you want. Last week, someone wanted to know about the brine that you always use, the tea brine. So I posted that on the show page last week, if anyone's looking for Stephanie March's brine that she uses for her turkey. And I'm dry brining this year, I've decided. All right. I'm going to do it because we talked about it. And I remember, and just to set things straight, you do not wash the brine off because it won't. If you're doing it right, the salt crust, it will be absorbed by the turkey. So yeah. there's really nothing to wash. So you don't want to do that. So 651-641-1071. A question came in from Julie. She said, I know you've addressed the uh, instant pot issue as to which one you like the best, but I can't remember. Can you say it again? Uh, the instant pot. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, but let's talk about that. Okay, well, there's. I have an announcement to make, but I'm going to wait to tell you about it till the next to the top of two hour two okay. about All instant right. pot. So just let's hold on that one. And we have Joseph on the line. He actually has a question. Hi, Joseph. How you doing? I'm doing well. What I'm, can we uh, help you with, I'm Joseph? That I, I'm the guy that stole your fried chicken recipe and then told my family it was mine. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> and then I did it again with your prime rib. Oh, All right. Well done, you. It is actually yours because you the you're the one who cooked it, Joseph. That's true. So my question is: I, I'm making uh, dinner for 32 on Thanksgiving, Whoa. and I always cook the stuffing outside the turkey. And this year, I have people requesting I make some inside the turkey, and I'm a little nervous about germs and things like that. You know, Do you have any it, advice on that? Yeah, you you know, it's kind of been uh it, it's kind of been debunked, you know, the whole thing of that it's a big festering pot of microbes germs. and germs. It's sort of, you know, they kind of have gone back to the fact that it is pretty safe if you if you treat everything correctly and do what the, you know all the right ways that follow the recipes. Um, I think you're okay with that. I've never had dressing okay. not cooked in my turkey, Joseph, and I'm 49 and feeling fine. There you go. That works for me. Thank yeah, you guys. It, it makes um, the dressing taste real different when it's in the turkey, I think, versus outside of the turkey because... Yeah. The, the texture is different and the juice. It's more about the fear of not cooking the bird enough because when you put stuff in a cavity of a bird, then right. obviously it changes the temps and it changes the way that it cooks. So that's the only thing you need to be worried about. I think load her up, Joseph, 651-641-1071. Um, the Instant Pot Cookbook, there was a question about that too. Uh, Melissa Clark from the New York Times has a new cookbook that she's just put out that's a pressure cooker cookbook that can be used with the Instant Pot um, Stephanie, here's a link to it. It is called Dinner in an Instant. Dinner in an Instant. Yeah, Melissa Clark, Dinner in an Instant. Hey, we got a question um, about truffles. Um, asking, is anyone in the Twin Cities shaving truffles now? And I think that you, I, I, I think that Broders, Cucina is probably your best spot for that kind of thing. I know that they do a big, they have a bunch of things. I don't know if they, and I don't know if they're shaving them. Like, I guess the question is if it's shaving like during. Um, like so that you can buy the shavings. I don't think you want to buy a truffle that's already been shaved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless they're shaving it on the spot for you um, because you lose the flavor once the air hits the insides. You know what I mean? Like there's that moment. 
There is that moment. I have to say, I do not like truffles. I know. I love truffles. I They're and I have had I've had truffle oil. But and truffle oil is not the same as truffles. I have had real live truffles, real live right in front of me, shaved, picked, whatever in Croatia. And I I liked it better. Yeah. Like I, it wasn't terrible, well, but I was like, I just also, would never. Yeah. No, I think I've had, well, I mean, I've had some really, one of the best things I ever had in my life was a dinner in Spain and it was, uh, it was foie gras and truffle ravioli. Oh my God. And it was just amazing. It was, it was die and go to heaven. Good. You uh, know? 651-641-1071. We did get a email that came in and says, trying out the chef steps sous vide turkey recipe this year. Wow. That's aggressive, Philip. Uh, he's doing one right now for tomorrow as a test run. Hope it's good. Yeah. If you're going to sous vide a turkey, I would think you might have to do a little bit of a test run. So they're just doing the breasts, I would assume. Right, Steph, if you're sous vide I would assume so. Yeah. Well, you have to break it down. Yeah. I mean, you could do all of it. You just have to, you'd have to break it down like a chicken. I think and do it in pieces. If you're sous vide, it means you usually have an immersion circulator, right? So I would think that you couldn't submerge the whole bird. I've had a sous vide duck breast, but it's always been um, in like cryovac or. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to wrap it and then, I don't know. I mean, God, that would be interesting. I would like to hear how that turns out. Um, I wonder how that the tenderize. I think it would be amazing. It could yeah. be amazing. Um, there is a Christmas fair today. If anyone is out there, we're not talking out Christmas. Shopping. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you thinking? God, stop it! That was just blasphemy right there. Oh, I mean, I was thinking about it because they're gonna have some pie. No, stop it! Just stop it. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Christmas fair. Okay. We must not discuss. No. Tina has Maybe a at the very end of the show, we Fine. might mention you, but Fine. no. No. 651 <laughs> Tina. How are you, Tina? I'm good. We promise we'll be nice to you. Just don't mention Christmas or right. March will, I will fall out of her chair. Snap. Right. I got that. Thanks. Tina, <laughs> what can we help you with? Well, now I brined a turkey. Now, I don't know if I did it wrong, but it tasted kind of rubbery compared to we like did a turkey off. And mine actually tasted rubbery, and I didn't know if maybe I should have rinsed it off a or brine? what I did wrong. Or Okay, am I, how do you brine a turkey? Wait, did I, you do a wet brine or a dry brine? I did a wet brine. Okay. Yep, and I, and I actually bought the um, seasoning from a, a fancy high-end store. And how long? I think I left it in the fridge overnight, one of the big long ones. Yeah, that doesn't seem like... Yeah. I wonder if you're... Were the quality of the turkeys the same? Probably no. Okay. Might have been the turkey instead of the brine, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And it sounds like you did it right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and so I don't rinse it off. I just, so this year I'm going to try smoking one. Oh, fine. Like old school with the old, like $20 smoker. Yes. Wow. From 1812. I'm trying that this year. Okay. And yeah. I would like you to send an email and report in or post on our weekly dish show page just so that we can follow along. I will do that. I love it when people send us like, we did this and this is how it turned out. It was great. Thanks, Tina. Good luck with your brining of your turkey. We've got Jeannie on the line. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Okay. So I had a cake. It was called a tray cake. Yep. Um, from Cafe Latte. It was fantastic at a party. I thought about buying it for my husband, but they're like 50 bucks. Okay. So his birthday is the day before Thanksgiving. Do you think, okay, my idea of making a cake is taking it out of a box, okay? Okay. You so, know what? Hang on, Jeannie. This is going to take a little more time. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.